drink some more water. Alright. Oh, dude, ASMR. ASMR podcast. It's the worst. It's good water. It's real good water. Hey, again. Hey, man, what's up? So, San Diego Comic Con's going on right now, right? Uh, yeah. I'm very excited to uh, find out uh, what the fuck's going on with Marvel and the Russo brothers have been tweeting a bunch of weird shit. You want to find anything out about? What? Game of Thrones. Because, oh, I know exactly what you're going to talk because about. Because if, if you didn't think they were already just shitty-ass writers, they're also giant fucking pussies. That's right, everybody. David Benioff and D.B. Weiss are skipping out on their Game of Thrones panel. According to them, it's due to schedule conflicts with big-ass fucking quotes around that shit. Yeah, they sure got a, a scheduling conflict with y'all not getting are, fucking the shit kicked out of them. Y'all are fucking pussies. Cowards. Cowards. Cowards, you can't face the fucking music that you did a shit. You did a big shit, and now you don't want to face it. They're about Stop. to get rewarded for their big shit, and that I can't sucks. believe I can't believe that shit. The, the, just, the fucking Emmys are just so, like, grounded The sheer themselves. amount is insane. Now, I understand. I don't want to poo-poo it too hard, because I understand a lot of those nominations, to be fair. I think Game of Thrones should win a lot of technical and special effects Emmys. I think it should even win a couple acting ones. Not the main ones, but I, I don't know. I just feel like nominating it for writing is an absolute joke, though. Yeah. Fuck that. That is a joke. It's that the worst. stupid. It's literally the worst it has ever been in the entire show. And, like, there's shows with way better writing that came out this year. Like, way better. It's also really weird that it's competing with itself in certain categories. Like, I think... Aren't there, like, episodes? Like Supporting actor is a competition between Peter Dinklage and Alfie Allen and Nikolaj, I think. Why is Nick... I mean, I love, I love Nikolaj. Yeah. But I don't think he deserves a fucking and nomination And then it's very similar in, like, uh, the other ones, too. Like, I think... Uh, Supporting actress, I think it's Lena Headley and Macy Williams and Sophie Turner. And, Why and this, these are spots that could go to other shows. Like, pick one, because you know that the other two aren't going to... They don't all have an equal chance. Because, like, if it's going to go to Game of Thrones, it's going to go to the one that you picked. So why are you putting it in three times? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I just don't. I, I mean, it's not her fault, but also, why is why is Lena Headley in there for a supporting actress when, when she, she wasn't even was, in the fucking season? Basically, she just stood yeah, there. I agree. Yeah, she didn't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's really ridiculous. It, Alfie Allen's a really weird one. Not that he was bad, but like dead by episode three, barely did anything this season. I mean, what he did was significant for the the show itself. He did a good job, I and think. for his character development as a whole, I was actually pretty satisfied with Theon's arc, all things considered. Yeah, I think At least so. I'm I'm grateful that one didn't get fucked up after seeing what they did with other characters. Yeah, he's one of the only arcs in the final episode that <laughs> went yeah. well, I think. But uh Dying to protect the Starks is good. God, what an absolute joke. Yeah. <laughs> this whole thing has just been it has been a joke since April, man. It ain't funny, man. It just hasn't stopped. I looked at a chart uh today, which was uh Ratings? The ratings for IMDb in a chart, and it was all the seasons, like, you know, all on a graph. 
and you could clearly see the line that is ep- that is season eight because it is below everything else. So every season eight episode is ranked lower than all the other episodes of the entire series on IMDb. And it's basically a downward slope too, with the final episode of Game of Thrones being the lowest rated episode on IMDb. And I know IMDb is user generated, so that's a big reason why, because it was a big subject this year. Yeah. So lots of people probably, but like, that stuff kind of sticks around on IMDb. Oh yeah, that's gonna does. stay there for stay a there while for, for a very long time. Nobody's gonna look back at this fondly either. Any of this. I don't know what they could have gained by talking to people anyway. I mean D and D, but at the same time, I would have at least liked them not to be cowardly, and then take questions and own up and own their choices. Yeah. If they felt strongly about them. I don't this think suggests they did. to me that they don't. No, I don't think they did at all. This suggests to me further that they rushed the show. So they can go work on so Star Wars. So they could go work on Star Wars. Right. Didney? Didney. Hi, Didney. Didney. I know you're listening because you probably listen to everyone's conversations. You massive evil corporation. <laughs> uh, fire those bozos. Yeah, please. <laughs> They're going to make the worst Star Wars film ever, and that's actually quite a feat. Considering what we have, the worst in Solo, the movie I didn't. That's the only Star Wars movie. Oh, I, I you went to Solo finish. and not the obvious ones so that I, are, you know, notorious for being shit. I watched. Not that Solo is not notorious for being shit. I'm just saying it's like a different. I was able tier. to sit That's through. That's the mad tier, not the fucking. I'm I'm dead inside tier. Nah, I think Solo is in that tier. I was able to sit through all of the prequel movies and at least enjoyed myself. I had to turn Solo off. Oh, shit. I never finished it. I've never started. <laughs> I never watched Solo. Okay, well. I don't really think, like. Do yourself a favor. I'm going don't. to watch it, because I think before 9 comes out, I'm going to watch all of them, including those, like, spinoff ones. So apparently it's the end of this saga. Uh, I mean, but, like, whatever. Uh, I, I just had no interest in watching it at any point after I heard that it was... Not good. And also after they fired uh, uh, Lord Miller, who yeah. I like a lot. Me too. And uh, I think they are eventually proven wrong on that because then they were like, oh, whatever, we'll just go make a Spider-Man movie that is the best Spider-Man movie ever made and maybe the best movie that came out this decade. <laughs> End of the Spider-Verse? Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's up there for sure. I love that movie. I'm not talking about Amazing Spider-Man 2, you idiot. Yeah, I am. Oh, okay. Oh. No, that movie's fucking trash. Are you sure? It's trash. Pure Kino. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah. I just I just wanted to take this time to say that good old... Those boys are pussies. All right. I was wondering if you were going to say anything there. I was just letting nope. it go. Chesby had to load. I, I, I bad uh, load times. Yeah, I had to, I had to change out a ram stick real quick <laughs> in my brain. Well, I mean, hey, we've said it before, and I'll say it again. Game of Thrones was bad the last <laughs> season. Oh no shit! <laughs> Whoa, dude! News to me. Oh, I never thought we'd talk about it on this podcast, the Get and Jub Show, but here we are, talking about it. We talked. That's crazy, dude. <laughs> I can't believe we're this brave 
to talk about how bad the last season of Game of Thrones was. No one else is fucking doing it. Not a soul. Good morning, USA. I got a feeling that it's gonna be a wonderful day. <laughs> All right, welcome to the Get a Jump Show. <laughs> what? I thought this was the Seth MacFarlane oh. fan podcast. Oh, where I we didn't... talk about all things Seth MacFarlane all the time. Oh, wow, I quit. <laughs> God, yeah. That's Ged. Fuck that, I'd rather die. Hi, I'm Ged. Hi, I'm Jub. <laughs> Welcome to the Not Seth MacFarlane Fan <laughs> Podcast. Yeah. Mm. yeah, specifically. Please, God, no. Now, I used to be. I don't know about you. I think Same. we all used to be. I still kind of like American Dad. That's the one that at least has aged the best. There's episodes of that show where I'm like, yeah, this is gold. I don't know if it's good anymore. I haven't watched a new episode of American Dad in like I have no fucking idea. six years. I, I, I don't yeah, care. Neither I don't I. care. But like, I can tolerate watching an old episode of American Dad. And, like, I think that's mainly because the satire works better Absolutely. in that show. And the stories, if you will, are more focused. Yeah. Whereas with Family Guy, it's just, like, minute a, like, joke a second coming at you at full speed. Which, I'm I'm not saying that's the reason it's bad. No. It's... And it wasn't at first. But it's just become, I think, an outdated sense of humor that I used to have. Yeah. That I don't have anymore. Absolutely, yeah. Which is just, like, ADD-style edge humor. Which is just constant edge getting thrown at your face. It's just kind of too much. I don't know. I'm not, not a fan of Family Guy anymore. No, me it used to be huge. Bought all the DVDs. Oh, that's unfortunate. I owned all of them. That's bad. Yeah. It what was. A, what a terrible thing to spend your money on. <sighs> yeah, I wish I could get that money back, but I can't. I suppose I could go to the buybacks and be like, here's oh, my that's Family closed. Guy DVDs. Oh, yeah. The exchange. Yeah, we have one of those now. Yeah, that's right. Sell all them DVDs and be like, can I get my money back? And they're like, you can get $10 for these nine volumes of Family Guy. And I'm like, shit. All right. <laughs> yeah, just get them out of my house, please. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to do with them at this point. Make sure you keep your DVD set of Viva La Bam. Oh, I have that, too. Uh-huh, keep it. Um, it's it's awful, but keep it. I would rather own the complete series of Viva La Bam, which I do, than one volume of Family Guy now. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. I, I, I don't know. I think I have more nostalgia for that period of comedy. They're very similar, I guess. The edge humor. But obviously, Jackass is more, and to a much lesser extent, Viva La Bam are more, like, timeless in some ways. Because people getting hurt is always going to be funny. Yeah. Family Guy hasn't necessarily aged well. Nope. At all. Man, this is turning into a Seth MacFarlane podcast. I didn't intend it to. I intended that to be a one-off, non-sequitur joke. A cutaway gag, if you will. But it ended up turning into like a five-minute conversation. <laughs> Very good. Again, you play anything new? 
No, I'm playing Crash Team Racing, the never-ending hellscape of filling up the green meter. (laughs) 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 Um, I love that game. I wish that, like, more games had something like what this game does, Mm -hmm. which is post-release content that gives you incentive and excuse to continue playing the game. Because this isn't necessarily something that is designed as a games-as-a-service thing. Uh-huh. But, boom, here's the thing that is entirely optional to you if you just want to play the story mode or whatever. That if you're really into the game, you could keep playing and level up your meter all the way and unlock shit as you go. And you got new characters and new tracks and all that shit. I, and that's all free. I commend them for that. That's really nice. The flip side of that is Crash Team Racing is really fucking hard. It's really fucking hard. So when I'm grinding for coins on the online and I lose my ass about 19 times out of 20, <laughs> uh, it, it's frustrating to be that bad, Jusby. Yes, I'm And I it. try my best, but... Fuck, the, fuck all the courses. They're all bad. Every single one. They're all bad. Damn. I'm just kidding. They're all good, actually. There's not too many that I hate. Uh, they did a good job of picking and choosing. Well, I think all the ones from the original Crash Team Racing are back, but there's also a lot of stuff from Crash, I think, Nitro Kart. And I think there's another Crash Racing game that they lifted tracks from. Uh, those are all great. They chose good ones to bring over, and also the new courses that they're adding have so far been good. Uh, I got nothing but positive things to say for that game, except when I'm playing it. Because when I'm playing it, I'm probably frustrated, and I probably have nothing but negative things to say about that game. But I don't mean it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just frustrated. I mean, that happens, though. God, why is Tetris Effect still $40? Tetris Effect? Yeah, I want to buy it. Is that the VR one? Yeah, but like, I, you don't have to play it in VR. I heard that's going to the Epic Store. It is, but apparently it's amazing on PC. Yeah. Like you can get like a, because you can make the picture quality so much better. Everything going to the Epic Store. Yeah, including me. Oh, God, we're all going to be there one day. I cut a deal with Epic, I'm going on the store. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Can we wanna, get some of that Epic money? It if, seems like if, a good deal. If you want to spend time with me, it's going to be eight ninety nine. Well, this is the last episode of the podcast, everybody. <laughs> Ken Hart don't have yeah. that kind of money. Nope. Maybe you could give us some money. You know, I don't have like a Patreon or anything open. Just like walk up to me and hand me some fucking cash, all right? Fine, just this is how our Patreon works. It, we we don't trust the internet. No. On our internet podcast. Yeah. So find just be. Just give me some money. Give him some money. Yeah, that's it. You could find him at this address. I'm not saying these three. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> don't worry. Somebody, somebody almost did that once on my other podcast. Really? Dome. You, nobody, you, oh you guys my know God. who Dome is. If you watched our football content, you know who Dome is. Um, we were doing our first draft reactions episode, and uh, he went to go order pizza, and the mics were hot, and then he like almost said my address out loud on the mics. And I was like, Dome, go to the f- go into the bathroom and close the fucking door. That's a very Dome thing to do. That's funny. I love Dome. It. Smartest man on the face of the earth. <laughs> it's like his first time ever being on a podcast. <laughs> oh, man. So what else could we talk about, Jusby? 
what's in the news? The news, the news, the news. We haven't talked about the news in a while because we news. just talk about like what we're playing. Yeah, we've been playing so many games lately that I we think, just haven't. I think we, our answer for what we're playing is just what we've already been playing at the moment. So what else can we talk about before we talk about uh, the next movie that we watched? Well, our president's a fucking racist. Yes. What? No, see, I heard that he's not because he said he wasn't. Jusby, come on, man! You're just gonna call our president racist like that? He's racist. Come on, Jusby! They told a bunch of black people to go back to Africa. In so many. No, he just said they should go back to where they came from. And that's not racist. It's just xenophobic. And then I'll also list a bunch of other synonyms of racism. But it's not racist. Here's one that actually pertains to us. Um, Are we going to lose subscriber because we talked about politics in our video game uh, podcast? Alan Moore has officially retired from making comics. Alan Moore? Yes. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, um, Now, (laughs) all right, I love Alan Moore's comics. To a point. Yeah, to a point. I am for sure. so glad he's retired. This is news to me. I didn't know this was happening. Just, this just came out like three hours ago. Is he doing anything else with his life? No, I think he's just retiring. Okay, well, I mean, I know that he wanted to make, like, TV or movie scripts or something. I wouldn't be surprised if he does that. He might in the future, but he's. I don't know how old he is. Maybe he's just really old. He's pretty old, but. Well, here's the thing modern Alan Moore comics have been just. I don't know. When you get to a level where, like, no matter what you write, someone will publish it because you're that famous. And then you already have sketchy, crazy shit in your work to begin with. It just goes off the rails. He wrote so much fucked up shit late in his career. Yeah. That is awful, and I don't recommend reading it. However, uh... (laughs) I want to shout out the most insane thing ever written, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, Volume 3. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen's already whack, but in a fun way, you know? When Mr. Hyde beats the shit out of the Invisible Man to death and then rapes his corpse, that's all in good fun. That's fine. It's true to the characters, Jusby. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> this is before this is before it got bad. Oh, what are you kidding? Okay. <laughs> I never uh, read it. The first two volumes are very rooted in early 1900s literary characters. But then Alan Moore decides to fast forward the timeline to modern day. And for when he writ- wrote that, that was like I I want to say like 2013, 2014. I- I'm not really sure. Modern day British literature it's Harry Potter. And I, I guess Alan Moore hates Harry Potter, or at least I can only assume that from what he wrote, because he wrote this storyline for League of Extraordinary Gentlemen where Harry Potter is the Antichrist, and he columbines Hogwarts. Jesus Christ, okay. Yeah, like he Avada Kedavra's a bunch of kids, kills them all, and uh, he's the main primary antagonist of that arc. It's really like Satan possessing him or, or whatever is the idea 
okay. uh, references to Voldemort and shit like that. With like like Voldemort like in Harry Potter put a piece of himself into Harry Potter when he tried to kill him or whatever. And then this was more like the transferring of the evil or some bullshit. It doesn't matter. What does matter is how they solve the problem. Do you want to know how they destroy the invincible Satan wizard Antichrist Harry Potter? Do you want to know how they do it? Hmm. They got to call in the Due Machina character. The only character who can defeat him. Do you want to know who that is? Who? Good shoot. Shoot. Mary Poppins. Jesus fucking Mary Christ. Poppins fucking drops in. <laughs> Mercs his ass. It's dope. Uh, I'm probably leaving out a lot of details because reading it is like having a fever dream. It's just all nonsense. And if you're and if that's not enough for you, you can read his Cthulhu comic. But don't. Don't do it at all because the plot is that a Cthulhu monster rapes a woman for like three issues. And I think the series is only four issues long. <laughs> Jesus. It's fucking terrible. So, uh, yeah, with that, uh, today, the final issue of Leaving Short and Any Gentleman dropped. Oh, okay, so, so there's probably more nonsense I have to get yeah, caught up on. Yeah, and so he, with that, he retired. Okay. So the issue came out, and he was like, okay, with this issue release, I'm done, I'm retiring, I think it's artist is too. The artist for League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Right, I, I think do he's like also retiring. Uh, Kevin Nolan, I think? Something like that. And um, he's also retiring. Okay. Well, one thing I did like was the art of that series. Well, I did like the first two volumes quite a lot, actually. It's just once it gets to the point where it's what I just described, it's not good. It's not good. Mm. <laughs> I was never courageous enough to read his porn, by the way. Yeah, he wrote porn. Yeah. Lost Girls. Yeah, you showed me that. And I was like, what the fuck? I don't have it to show you i just told you about it oh i'm sorry i went and looked at it myself okay but... lost girls is expensive and i ain't enough of a fucking weirdo no i went and looked to at buy lost girls i went and looked at scans on the internet and i was like this is i think that's the only way that anyone's ever read it because it's extremely expensive yeah fuck who would want to buy that i'm sure smut. it's well written because he's still like even as creepy and gross as he writes it's still well written but just the ideas in motion are fucked and I have no interest in them. Yeah, I hate it. Um <laughs> I have no interest in fairy tale porn written by Alan Moore. Sorry. No thanks. I'm good. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, he had a run. Hey, he Rip wrote Watchmen. Career. Yeah, that's that's some good shit. Wrote something super important. That's like one of the best books ever written, and I don't mean comic books. Right. I mean books. Right. Take that. Literature. It's literature. It is though. Just because there's visual aspect doesn't mean it's not like... Yeah, I feel like... I don't know. There are certain snobby circles that are like, comic books ain't real. You have to read a comic book. Those are imaginary. If you have to read it, it's literature. Well, I know how it got to that point, though, because certainly a lot of the medium is childish and stupid. Oh, yeah, especially in the early days. Yeah. But it's matured so much. Yeah. So, fuck you. In, In no small part, thanks to Alan Moore. Yeah, actually. I mean, several other people, of course, as well, but... He's he, a big he, part of the... He played a big part. The growing up that comics did. Yeah. Watchmen was a huge <coughs> part in that. So, you want, you want some music news? Sure. Alright, um, Chance the Rapper's album is coming out. The one he's been talking about forever, Chance 3. Oh. And it has a title. Let me let me look at what the title Wait, is. Wait, Chance 3 wasn't his last album? No. What was his last album called? It was called uh, The Coloring Book. Oh, okay. 
I thought that was Chance 3. No. Was it the third Chance album? That's the second Chance album. There's Acid Rap. Okay. Then there's Coloring Book. And now his third album's coming out. Now All right. Now let me see. I'm trying to see what... I Because I forget what it's called. Not called Chance 3? That's not how he no. does it? No, no. See, I don't know enough. I've always only liked Tim in passing, kind of. I never oh. really searched out his albums. It's called The Big Day. The Big Day. Yeah. Has he released a song from it or anything? Mm, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, next Friday it comes out. Good Friday. The album cover's weird. I bet. That's that's kind of what the album cover looks like. But All right. Just like him holding whatever that is. It looks like the, uh, the cover for the single for Fireflies. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> There's uh, yet another, moving on from that, I just want to let everybody know, new Chance the Rapper might be good. I hope so. I like Chance, even though... I want to like Chance, I just can't get into a lot of his music outside of features. Like, I've he's liked... really good when he pops in on a song. I've really liked the... Uh, oh yeah, like fucking, dude, Ultralight Beam? That's the best shit. His, his fucking verse in Ultralight Beam is amazing. It's so fucking good. I like I like some songs. I really like acid rap a lot, and I like some songs off the coloring book. But we'll we'll see how how the big day it goes. Ch- good old chance three. Gonna be a big day. Got to sell it, Smash Grammy. I've heard. <laughs> Lil Nas X has released yet another <laughs> another God, remix God of Old bless Town him. Road. <laughs> I love him. He's, He's great. It's called Old Town Raid. Well, the music video is called Old Town Radio. Yeah, music have video you seen it? it? Yes. It's great. Love it, that music video. It's, it's a little animated video of uh, him and a bunch of people raiding Area 51. Is it going to be dated in like a month? I don't care. It's Maybe good. like a week? It doesn't matter. I don't know how much longevity the uh, Area 51 meme has. Until September 20th. Is that the day that you're supposed to do it? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not happening. Or maybe the meme dies before then, but it gets reinvigorated before then. on September 20th. We'll Unless... See. That's what we want the government to think. Is that the, the government think dead? the meme's they're dead. Like, ah, they're not actually going to storm And then we them. fucking oh, Naruto run right up in that motherfucker. <laughs> oh, that was my favorite part of the music video was Connie, uh, Keanu Reeves, Naruto run. Yeah, that was so fucking funny. Yeah, that's the best part. <laughs> fucking Anthony Fantano's in it. Yeah, that's that's true. It, it's an alright remix. I like that. I, I think the best version of the song is still the first remix, which is the one with Billy Ray Cyrus first added to it. I don't hate this version. Like, I, if he keeps making new versions of the song that add new verses to it... It's gonna be a whole I'm, album. I'm okay with that. Make a whole album that's Old Town Road yeah. at, at a certain point. Because if you'll notice, like, I think the whole song is still there. But then he added two new verses, right? Yeah. I mean, like, it's shortened a bit. I you think. just keep... Technically... If, but if, if you keep if you keep those verses in... You just add the And then notes? add more... <laughs> Like, get, we gotta get to a 10 minute long Old Town Road at some point. I want it. Why not? Yeah, fuck it. Whatever. It'll be like a YouTube rewind where there's just like 800 people in it. Except it won't suck. Uh, for for us little classic cartoon boys, uh, Rockless Modern Life has a special coming to Netflix on August 9th. Yeah, it looks dude. fun. Uh, I have heard that that has been done. And just sitting around, waiting to be released by Nickelodeon for, like, a year. Holy shit. Um, Thankfully, Nickelodeon made this deal with Netflix, because apparently, even though they produced this and the uh, Invader Zim movie that's coming out soon, and I I think there's a Hey Arnold one, too, but that might have actually got released. I'm not sure. 
I don't know. Um, I don't care about Hey Arnold anyway, so I don't know. Take that football head. Damn. Ooh. Anyway, I apparently they've been like done and completed for a while, at least allegedly. And thank God there's this deal with Netflix because apparently Nickelodeon doesn't actually want fucking Nicktoons on their uh, channel. It's weird. But I don't think channels is where you get the fucking no. attention anymore anyway. So fuck it. That's fine. Just keep showing reruns of SpongeBob and whatever current Dan Schneider show is on the air right now. Ugh. I, I agree. <clears throat> Ooh, I'm a coffee boy. Mm, that hurt my throat. I'm going to die. So, one more thing I want to talk about, then we can move on. Uh, not allowed, dude. Video game news. Uh, Nintendo has kind of soft announced today. They're putting out a new version of the Switch. It's not like uh, it's not like the the Switch Lite, which is like a whole different skew. Yeah, this is just kind of like a better version of the Switch. Right. It just had. It's the same exact the thing. Or yeah, whatever. it's the same exact thing. It just has a longer battery life. Think of like you had that second version of the Xbox 360 or like the PS4s with the actual buttons on them. Yeah. It's the same thing, just kind of, just, they just updated it. But that's, like, hella useful for people who play portable a lot. Yeah. Because, my God, that battery life helps. The Switch has an atrocious, just horrible, horrible battery life. And that's the only, that's the only real issue with the console. So, that getting fixed is really nice. And then they made a kind of easy way to tell what the new Switches look like, in box at least. Because the box is, like, very red. Compared to the Switch box, which is more, like, white. Okay. And then you could also tell via the serial number as well. Huh. But well. Yeah, those are going to start shipping out next month. So anybody who's looking to get a Switch, get that one. Because it's just better. Maybe that'll right. mean the used ones of the old ones will be cheaper. Because I don't it know might about down, you, yeah. but, like, <clears throat> the thing that appeals to me about the Switch is that you can Switch... Yeah, that's why I don't like the light. And yeah, I mean, like, I, I understand like who it's for. A two DS where I'm like, kind of like, oh, cool. That just means it's way cheaper, but it can still play all the fucking games, and it still has all the functionality except the 3D, which I don't turn on. It's a bad gimmick. On a 3DS. The thing is, the Switch's gimmick is really good. The Switch's gimmick is great. Yeah, I want the, the gimmick. So, so when a gimmickless version is weird. It's not even the Switch at that point because what is it switching between? Nothing. No, it's just the modern Nintendo Portable. Yeah. That's what it is. 4DS. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, they just call it the new new 3DS. God. <laughs> I, I fucking ain't lying that I really wanted a new 2DS XL. I really did. <laughs> Those things are tight. Yeah, bruh. But, uh 2D. No, fuck the, fuck the 3DS. Like, the console itself is great, but fuck the 3D. Fuck the 3D part of the yeah, 3DS. It, it sure, me. I agree. It, it was my, never really utilized that much. It made my eyes hurt. Yeah, I agree. It wasn't I never it. used it. No, me neither. I always left it off. Every now and then, I'd turn it back on and be like, oh, that sucks. And i just not do that. Yeah, then you just turn it back off. <laughs> it was impressive at first. Oh, yeah. I remember playing with Star Fox 64. Yeah. Was, you know, on the 3DS. And it was, it was fucking cool. And I was like, no, wait, no, this is kind of shit, actually. <laughs> right. It, it's it's interesting, these these new, you know, that the Switch is getting its updates and everything. There's still rumors circulating that there's going to be a, like, bigger version of the Switch that, like, is, has, like, better power. That might just be this one. 
that's coming out. Maybe, but like this is kind of like this might have been what the the, the quote quote unquote pro version of the Switch is being was being scrapped for. She just updated it because I mean they were working on the same apparently the same time they were working on the light. They were also working on like a pro version that had like it was more expensive, but had like. You know, like it would have capability for better graphics, more storage space off the bat, better battery life. But it was like more expensive, like three hundred. Well, here's something to consider though: new consoles probably next year. Yeah, not from maybe that's when Nintendo releases their no, new thing. I mean, I don't think Nintendo will they don't release next a new year console no because they it almost feels like they just released the Switch still. It's like almost three years old now. Yeah, but like, how old's the PS4 and Xbox? Oh, almost coming up on. Almost seven. Yeah. By the time the new consoles will come out, these ones will be seven years old. Because Nintendo had that weird, like, half generation with the Wii U. Yeah. And then they had to fix their ass. Well, they still sold it for, like, five years. Yeah. But, like, that the was... Switch as a new console came in the middle of a lifespan of consoles. Yeah. So, it's kind of in this weird position where, like, should they invest in making a better version of the Switch? Or should they just wait and then just make the Switch 2 and then it could just run better shit? Yeah. I mean... I don't know. Nintendo loves, like, just doing, like, new gimmicks for all their stuff. I don't think they need to do another one. They don't need to, but at a certain point, they I will. wonder if they'll ever regain that footing of being a true competitor. I don't think they will. I think they don't Nintendo, have to because they're in a league of their own. Yeah, I think Nintendo's in, the pos- in a position where they could just exist outside of the traditional, like, console competition. I mean, yeah. they're still competing for sales with everybody else, but, like, I don't know, it, it's weird. They kind of, like, exist on this, like, outside space where you have most people who really love video games have both one of the major consoles and a Switch. Yeah, sure. And, That's fine. They could keep doing that. Yeah. I'm just wondering if in a couple years we'll see them separating the console and the handheld again or if they're just going to keep going with it's all one thing. We they have should. one thing. They should do that, honestly. At least I think so. But because I think it's working out really well for them, I think, I think the Switch, so. I think the Switch is like the greatest platform that they've had since the Super Nintendo. Damn, I really do. That's uh, pretty high praise. Yeah, the Switch is an excellent platform. I love it very, very much. I mean, it's mainly a Smash Brothers machine for me these days. But that's because I'm playing a lot of stuff on my PC. With right a now. couple key fixes in certain areas, it could be their best console ever. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I feel like Nintendo still doesn't understand internet. Yeah, that's their biggest issue, right there. That's it. If yep. they fixed, if they fix their internet stuff and made like the the classic online stuff much better, they, it would easily be their best. Console. Yeah, I wish you there was more of a games as a service. Well, that's not what I'm trying to say. Like more of a service than <sighs> than it is right now. Like a games pass for the Switch, which there is the Nintendo games. But, they but I don't think that's enough. There's only a few games that are I good. think most people who own a console right the fuck now aren't interested in games that they've played already or just Nintendo games that they could emulate really easily. I mean, even then, like games you could, if if their library of that was vast, if they were like if they bumped up the price of this thing, right? To let's say like if they started including Super Nintendo and Nintendo 64 games, that's worth right. it. Right. But, yeah, but if, they're not. It's well, let's just say, Nintendo. Let's say they made this sucker like $40 a year, right? They doubled the price of it yearly, right? Yeah. But then they were like, hey, there's this. we have this gigantic library of Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and N64 games, and you just play them. Just 
That would be they're a huge there. selling point. Right. You just download them and play them. Like, that would be insane. Something that Microsoft, and to a certain extent Sony, kind of understand better is than Nintendo right now is that building a library of your backlog is important. Yeah. Nintendo doesn't re-release their shit often. No. And when they do, it's a full-scale remake. Yeah, they've done, they've done like... So that they could sell the whole ass game again. And right. That's, that's, I mean, Microsoft and Sony do that too. Well, other companies, and then they come out on those consoles, I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, but absolutely. Like, the fact that you can't play, like, Mario 64 on that thing is stupid. It's a crime. Considering the biggest game on that thing, Odyssey, is basically a spiritual successor to that in Sunshine. Yeah. In the Galaxy games. Those all should be on there. That would be sick. But they're not. I would love a, a just a Galaxy 1 and 2 pack. They just put that shit on the Switch, I'd buy it. That's the Wii game that deserves ported the most, Yeah, I think. I think so. And I think with the Joy-Cons, they could actually work pretty well. Also, controversial opinion, Skyward Sword would be sick with the really good gyro controls. It would help that game out a lot. <sighs> you might be right. The, the bad... Motion controls is what kind of killed that game. Yeah, I mean, they had like alongside that game came like that the the pro emotes with the that with the better gyroscope controls and shit. Uh-huh. But it still wasn't perfect yet, and like they did our the Joy Cons have really good gyro controls. Now I still have problems with it. Like that was one of the only things I didn't like about Breath of the Wild was the gyro puzzles. I thought they were kind of trashy. But I think it's different for something like Skyward Sword, where that's not just like a one-off gimmick, where like you're actually, game. it's the combat. Yeah. Mostly. Like most of your gyro controls and stuff like that are in the combat. I think the, the Switch, game. it could work really well. There's yeah. games like, you know, ARMS and what have you, where like the motion tracking is actually pretty good. Yeah. More, so, than, more than anything else. I think they could do that. Prime Trilogy, please. Please, yeah, please Prime Trilogy. Well, that's happening, right? I mean, we don't know for sure. Oh, okay. It's been heavily it was rumored. Just rumored. It's been All heavily right. rumored for like over a year now, and we just haven't heard anything. We like people were really thinking we were going to see it in E3, and then it didn't happen. Well, I'm sure there's going to be more directs. I think it. I think they'll announce it. Nintendo usually comes out with something like once a month, right? I think it's yeah, big think, game, big release. I think that's a uh, Game Awards announcement, actually. Well, apparently, December is a big hole right now. Nobody knows what's coming yeah. out in December oh. for them. Maybe Game Awards announcement? Maybe. Be like... Cause well, that's usually after, though. It's like in February. Game Awards are in, are in early December, dude. Are they? Yeah. Well, well okay. I'm not like sure. Like the first week of December. I thought it was after, because all the games have to come out. Nope. They, they have, Their cutoff date is in, like, early November. Game Awards happen in, like, December every year. and uh, Or late November. Alright. Because basically we're after all the... Because, you know, holiday season, November is, like, the big, like, used, I guess not really anymore, but used to be the big month for video games. They, they're, like, hold out until November was over, and then they do it. Right. Okay. But, yeah, that's, so, I mean, Nintendo could just be, like, Metro Prime Trilogy coming out in, like, two weeks at the Game Awards, and that would be insane. That'd be pretty dope. Or they'll just reveal the next Smash character again. They'll, They'll do that for sure, I think. Yeah. But that's, like, a little thing among, like, what else, whatever else they're doing. Nintendo sure. always has, like, a couple announcements. Waiting for Banjo. Banjo Watch 2019. <laughs> you still got another character that has to come out first. Fuck that guy. Skip him. <laughs> hero? <laughs> Dragon Quest is cool. You know, you say that. Dragon Quest is really but cool. But I didn't play that shit when I was a kid. Dragon so Quest. I don't give a shit. Super cool. Dragon Warrior on the NES. You fucking even want to die. Still loved it. Game I'm sure too hard. Fine. 
there's characters in that game who I've never played their game series, and I still like playing as that character. So, <laughs> whoops, <laughs> whoops. Turn your fucking phone I off, did. Jusby. God, I did. I did. What is this amateur production? Yeah. Next, we won't even have a table. We don't have a table right now. We don't now. have a table right now. <laughs> Go look at the fad pod Twitter if you want to know what the setup looks like. We'll get a table next week. I'm using a chair to prop up our soundboard. Mm. And then we're just using boom mics. All right, well, fuck all this shit. Let's talk about Jurassic Park. Fuck yeah, dude. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Are, could you have any idea how happy I was that like when I came over to watch a movie with you? That it was a good one this time. I don't think that's it, though. Because for a long time, it's been bad. <laughs> for like four weeks? Three uh, weeks? Three weeks in a row, it's been bad. Are you going to do it for five more weeks in a row? Uh, you know what? This is the this is the sad part. This is the sad part of this conversation. Like, this movie is incredible and legendary and so much fun. And then... This movie is so good that everything considered, I'm going to say it's a better franchise than The Terminator. Which, if you want to do the math here, I'm going to tell you how the math works. How it should work. Terminator 1 and 2, good. Rest of them, bad. That's 2 out of 5. Jurassic Park 1, good. The rest of them, bad. 1 out of 5. That's 1 out of 5. Jurassic Park is so good and so important. It's still a better franchise than the Terminator. Damn. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. We'll see what happens by the time we get to the end of it, but I'm not sure if I'm going to agree. I, well, I'm curious to... I mean, I'm dreading it, but I'm curious to take a look at the ones I've never seen, the world movies. And I'm also curious to see what I think about 2 and 3 now. Yeah, I haven't seen them in a very long time. I haven't seen them in a long time. The last time I did see them, I thought they were shit. I watched 3 when I was... Uh, Probably like a, 10 years ago. Yeah, I was in a, I was in a fucking RV on a, <laughs> on a trip down to Florida. We were just watching movies, hanging out in this RV. And uh, I watched Jurassic Park three, and it was a mistake. <laughs> I was a kid, and I was like, "This." Movie I saw it sucks. at a drive-in in like West Virginia. Mount Mama. <laughs> uh, part of my family. On my. My grandma's from West Virginia. Long story short. Okay. So, family reunion that I don't go to because, yike. <laughs> don't big... don't go that side ever. Don't do it. Oh God. Yep. My uh, a lot of my dad's side of family comes from West Virginia, so I I understand. I'm sure it's a very beautiful state. It is. I don't want to talk to any of those people. Oh my oh. God. Oh no. I would like to ride a horse around there though. <laughs> anyway, so on the way back we went to the drive-in in 2001 or whatever and saw Jurassic Park three. Oh man. And the only thing I remember about it is it scared me at the time. And I had to go pee during a scene where they were getting hunted by pterodactyls. It scared the shit out of me. That yeah. movie sucks, though. <laughs> it's horrible. Because I rewatched them probably like ten years ago, and I probably haven't revisited them since. Maybe like every now and then on TV, I'll go like, yeah, look at that. That movie sucks. And then bad. I'll just turn away from it. But, I don't know. I'm curious to see what I think of them now. Are they as bad as I remember? Because we've been watching a lot of shit on this show. A lot of really shit movies. Yeah. Like bad, bad boys. I, I, I'm I'm curious to see how it all shakes out. When uh, I want to at one point rank every single movie we've seen in a cohesive list from best to worst. I want to know what that list looks like. <laughs> it, we, we got a uh, what like? I want to do that in like episode 100 if we ever get yeah, to like it. Yeah, like 50, like 56 more episodes or something. Oh like god, that. that's like probably like 50 bad movies. 
It's almost a whole year. Yeah. So anyway. No, it's, over, it's more than a year, actually. No, it's less than a year. Jurassic Park is less a movie. A You've probably seen it. If you haven't. Please. I feel like. I implore you. You're just stupid, dude. What are you doing? I'm going to be nice about it. I I'm going to tell you. I you to go see I'm going to tell you straight up. You could probably turn on your TV and it's on right now. Somewhere. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> it's very possible, actually. I feel like Jurassic Park's on TV all the time. Like that and Shawshank Redemption and Forrest Gump. That yeah. trilogy of early 90s films that are always on fucking TV all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I love all three of those movies. This is the best of those three. I'm going to tell you. I like Shawshank, yeah. too. But yeah. You know what? I agree. Shawshank's perfect. This movie's more fun. This movie's so much fun. Oh, God. I love this movie. Also, some just really, really, like, well-done shots. And my favorite shot in the whole movie is, like, and it's set up at the very beginning, well, towards the beginning, when they when they first walk into the big museum area. Yes, yeah. And so when dinosaurs ruled the world. Earth, right. yes, yes. They ruled the earth, yeah. right? And then at the, the very last shot of the movie, then there was a skeleton of a T Rex there. And then the, the, one of the very last shots of the movie is the actual T Rex, yeah, actual T Rex, yeah. like swinging around. And then the banner drops, and you see it. Oh yeah, that's great. That's iconic shit. Yeah. There's so many iconic shots in this. Well, basically every single scene is memorable. Yeah, which Absolutely. is crazy. It's it's hard for a movie to do that. Yeah. Um. Where do we even start? I feel like everyone knows the plot to Jurassic Park, but it would probably help to go like in some kind of order talking about it. It, it takes it. like it takes like not very long to explain the plot about Jurassic Park. There's which dinosaurs, is fine. which is it's very fine. Attack human. Okay, you Uh-oh. have. Now I'm not very good with with names, so you're gonna have to help me out with this. you know, I don't have notes. The characters are very iconic. But that don't mean you have to know their names. I'm just really you bad know with names. You know their role is all right. you really I'm, need I'm to just know. not good with names in general. That's so. fair. Like, Tell me one person who calls Jeff Goldblum in this movie not Jeff Goldblum. I just, yeah, I just call him Jeff yeah, Goldblum. Yeah, I bet. I know his name. But I played Lego Jurassic World, so I know all the characters' names. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, again, Hart, then you just, you just go with the plot. You just go ahead. All right, sure. Um, you do it this time. You, you know this better than I do. Sure, okay. Uh, the opening scene is great because yes. it does that, like, take your time to show the monster kind of idea that lots of horror movies should do. Uh, if you saw the alien at the beginning of Alien and with no buildup, then that movie sucked. Or at least it wouldn't be as good. If you saw those Jaws at the beginning of Jaws before the big reveal of Jaws... It wouldn't be as good. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Maybe Spielberg knows that. I'm not entirely sure because I guess Spielberg only made Jaws the way it is because the robot shark wouldn't work. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> opening scene is with uh, your hunter man who shows up later, Muldoon. And uh, they're uh, transporting a dinosaur, and I think it fucking eats a dude. Uh, first guy to die in the movie is a black guy. Good job, Spielberg. You did it. Stereotype, man. What the fuck? Don't do that. <laughs> Jesus I only noticed it was a black guy the, this time I watched the movie. Because, again, Lego Jurassic World has you play as the character that dies in this scene. He's on 
screen for like 10 seconds. Yes. But he's named. So they put him in Jurassic World as a playable character because... Uh, unlike when you're making a Star Wars Lego game, boy, they were really searching for characters to be in that game because they always want the big ass screen full of characters to select from. And yeah, not 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 I don't many. Know, Jurassic Park has like ten characters. Like, yeah, that's not. But they're all iconic and memorable. Like you know the main characters of this movie. Yes, you could see them in your fucking head. Yeah, without even watching the movie, you got Hunter Man. You know him. He hunts. Yeah. He says, clever girl. Mm. And then he fucking dies. Yeah, he does. Uh, fuck him. You got dickhead, rich, white corporate man yes. in the white suit. Iconic as fuck. You yeah. know him. And like, very, enough, enough putting as he is charming in this movie. Yeah, no, he's great. Uh, so, I've never read the novel, Michael Crichton's Jurassic Park. Yeah, me neither. Uh... But apparently it's very different. It's a lot more violent and a lot more, uh, there's a lot more explanation of things. Uh, I guess when, uh, long story short, like, this was gonna be made into a movie even before the book came out. Uh, there was a lot of, uh, I'll just look this up now, because it's really interesting to me how this movie could have ended up. Yeah. But it didn't. Okay. Everyone was interested in this. Yeah. Because it was a movie idea that sounded like a big hit it was shocker <laughs> wow um dinosaurs michael Crichton asked for a lot of fucking money mm. and uh basically every film studio bid for the rights to make jurassic park and they bid with their company and a director attached to do it to try and, like, figure out the deal. So, here's what could have been. Oh, boy. Warner Brothers bids. Yeah. Their director attached to the project. Tim Burton. Jesus Tim Christ. Burton's Jurassic Park would not have been good, fellas. I'm sorry to no, say. No, I don't think so. That would so. have been a kooky-ass movie, dude. <laughs> Although, maybe the Jurassic Park, like, maybe the dinosaur bones would have came to life. And started singing. That I, was, I was about to say, there would have definitely been a musical number. Yes. With the dinosaurs yes. in that movie. Yeah. Columbia Pictures bids with Richard Donner attached. If you don't know who Richard Donner is, uh, I think the most famous thing he's done is Superman, the movie. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, 20th Century Fox, and this is the one that interests me the most. Don't, don't tell me. Because a part of me really wants to see this. Don't tell movie. me. Gremlins Man. Yeah! Yes! <laughs> yes! That would have been a very decidedly different movie. But it probably would have been lit. But, yeah. like, Spielberg's perfect for it because he knows the balance of the adventure aspect to it. The horror aspect to it. And then the, like, actual human character development side to it. And it all works well without any of those elements overtaking the other. Yeah, not honestly, like Spielberg was the perfect person to make this movie. I think all those other directors I named would have took it in decidedly one direction more than the other. Absolutely. And it wouldn't have worked as well. Spielberg's good at balance, usually. That's why he's really great at making certain movies. Certain movies, yeah. 
Yeah. And then others he's just not good. We're not gonna talk about those. I'm not I'm not here to be a Debbie Downer. Ready Player One was bad. Yeah, it was. Anyway, Jurassic Park's fucking great. Yeah, it uh, is so fucking We're just gonna sit here the entire time for the rest of this podcast and be like, Man, Jurassic Park was so fucking good. Yes. Uh, yes. Spielberg, this is the quote of what he was trying to do with Jurassic Park. Okay. I was really just trying to make a good sequel to Jaws on land. <laughs> 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 Which I guess is true. Uh, yeah. Because in, in they're, both, way. they're both very similar movies. Yeah. In terms of everything they do. Iconic characters. Not as iconic as Jurassic Park, I think. No. But... You know the guy from Jaws. Iconic monster that inserts itself into the lexicon forever. Now dinosaurs are big and scary. Whereas before it was probably like nobody really even knew what to think about it. At least in the... (coughs) Excuse me. In the the main public eye. Right. The layman, if you will. Are you a layman? (laughs) I'm a lame man. Oh, yes, me too. Me but too. anyway, what this movie, uh, what, the opening scene with the dinosaur, tease the dinosaur. Then we get, like, a dig site where they dig up some amber, a uh, character we never see again. Yeah. For some reason. Science man digs <laughs> up amber. No, not science man, just worker man. Oh, is it just worker man? He, he, all he's there is to say that, like, Grant's not gonna come with you because he's like me. He's a digger. And I'm like, I don't know why. This scene could be cut. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's the only scene in the movie I think that could be. <clears throat> Man. I'm dying, apparently. Yeah, considering it took... Talk about like how much he doesn't want to do it, and then it took like two seconds to convince him to go. Well, because all it takes to convince him is... Here's oh. a big sack of money, basically. Yeah. Because they're digging up the dinosaur bones. You get uh, the introduction of the characters. We learn that Grant hates children with a passion and will threaten them with a raptor claw if necessary. <laughs> Fuck that kid, dude. He got fucking fucked on. Play the air horn. Bam, 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 bam. Fuck you, kid. Give me, give me, give me a couple seconds. Fucking loser. Give me, give me a couple. Give me a couple seconds here. I gotta open it. I gotta open we, we get introduced to Grand and uh, Ellie. I gotta open Is it up. Ellie? Man, get her. He really dunk on that kid, huh? He just fucking... He just he just got him. You he know what I mean? Fuck that kid. He was like, LMAO, you're not you're not frightened of raptors. They could cut you open and put your guts on the ground, you little stupid bitch. <laughs> and I'm like, Sam Neil, calm down. That kid is five. <laughs> when he's like, Yeah, well, I fucking hate children. That's his character arc. Cynical man. Hates kids, learns like kids not so bad at the end, I guess. Which is fine. He ends up loving those kids. Yeah, it's an okay arc for his character. It's fine. You need to give little humanizing moments or else it's just, you know, a movie about dinosaurs eating people. Which it is. But yeah. that added human element really helps it. All, with all the characters, really. The iconic, like, meat and potatoes characters really work well. Every role is filled, basically. Yes. Uh, he his uh, girlfriend, fellow paleontologist. Yes. Ellie, I guess. Mm-hmm. By the way, they're digging up a whole ass dinosaur skeleton. Yeah. And uh, apparently, this is a scene that uh, 
paleontologists in real life hate. Because like it at all. no, that's not how that fucking works. You do not. You maybe dig up like a couple bones, and it's like, ooh, maybe this came from a dinosaur, and then you figure it out. But like then it's like where the rest of the bones, and like if they're there, they're just scattered all over the place. Well, yeah, they're not in an intact skeleton. That's know. why, like when a when they first saw that scene, it made me think of like the ones that are the, the little things for kids in museums that have like all the sand, and then you just you ever you ever do those when you were a kid. Uh, yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, you go into, like, a little little fun play museum I've really area. I've seen that. Yeah, and you a bunch of kids going like, little brushes, and they, they move sand away, and there's, like, oh, there's dinosaur bones in yeah, there. Yeah, it's basically, like, a little kid it looked like that. fossil set. Yeah. You, too, can dig up fossils. Right. It's, like, as easy as going through an owl pellet. Like, fuck, come on, man. Anyway. <laughs> Rich motherfucker shows up. Why can't I think of the fucking main fucking guy's name? What's what's rich man name? You're bad at names. You're worse I, than me. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you what any of their names are. Well, that sucks. I should know. Hammond. Okay, I got it. Okay, yeah. Dr. Hammond. Or is he even a doctor? Mr. Hammond? I don't think he's a doctor. He's just a man with money. Yeah. For whatever reason. Uh, apparently this character is a lot more unlikable. Not that he's likable. But he's even more unlikable because he's just like totally in it for himself and nothing else in the book. Okay. But Spielberg kind of like identified with his love for theatricality and decided that he wanted the script to embrace that side of him a little more and make him more of a likable character. Like, yeah, he did this terrible thing, but he did it because he thought it would be lit, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um... Of course, he convinces them to go. He needs people to come say that the park is good and great to endorse it because there's lawyers breathing down his neck, apparently. Which makes sense because he's making a park with uh, monsters in it. Uh, So, we go to Jurassic Park now. Oh, we skipped the scene with uh, Newman in Costa Rica or whatever. Iconic scene. Iconic scene. I'm so glad they put Newman in this movie. I love Newman in this movie. It's so... Wayne Knight's his name, but you know him as yeah. Newman. What right. else do you know him as? <laughs> he's great. He's he's a perfect, like, unlikable character in basically everything I've ever seen him in. Yes. He plays that one role really well, and for everything to come crashing down and be caused by this fuckhead is pretty great. So, obviously, we get the iconic uh, Barbasol can that he's handed by, uh, I guess, a competitor? Yeah. Of dinosaur theme parks? I don't know. <laughs> Just somebody who wants their... Somebody who wants it because there's big money to be made. Yes. This may be something that gets revisited later in the sequels. Because what else could actually possibly happen? They give him the Barbasol can, and he's gonna go take samples during a small window of time where he has the opportunity back at Jurassic Park. His motivations are purely greed, but, like, the reason why he needs money is not very established well. But there's certain little hints of it where Hammond, like, says that your problems are your own or something like that. I like to think that he lost a lot of money gambling or something. (laughs) That seems to make sense to me. So he needs money, so he's willing to do something drastic and desperate corporate corporate espionage 
Yes. But, like, badly because he's Newman. Yeah. So, that happens later. Now our characters all go to Jurassic Park, but not before we get introduced to God himself. Ian Malcolm, portrayed by Hashef Goldblum. Yes. Who makes this noise. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. It's hard to... It's hard to emulate. Um, yeah. It's hard to be Jeff Goldblum without being Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Not a lot of people can do it. No. But, I think uh, only one person can, in fact, Particularly do it. not me when I'm, like, slightly sick and my voice sounds weird. Oh, well. Anywho. <laughs> uh, is he the best character in this movie? Yes. 100%. He's, like, the Easy. most iconic character from the movie. Everybody knows him. Uh-huh. He's, uh, he's based. He's great. He has all the best lines. Do you two, you two dig up dinosaurs? And then, like, uh, that's one big pile of shit. Yeah. Must go faster, must go faster. All that shit. That's chaos theory. So he's a chaotician. Whatever that means. Whatever. He's a weird guy. He's a weird guy they brought along. That's fine. You need a weird guy character in this movie. To fill out the cast. That way he can make snide remarks and be funny. Because you need a character that does that. Because your main characters are too serious to do that. Yes, yeah, so you need you need the one silly motherfucker. Yeah, he fills that really well. Mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum, that's what he does. So they land and they see their first dinosaurs. The iconic score plays. John Williams' score is really fucking good. He's so good. One of the key great parts of this movie and why it works really well is sound and music. Yes. Um, great shit. The effects have aged really well for this movie. Surprisingly, yeah. When Going into it, I I really didn't expect it to look even decent, but it actually looks pretty this good. This first dinosaur scene isn't the best example of the effects aging well. I think once you get to like the, the, the iconic T-Rex scene and the raptors and stuff... That shit all works well because it's combining animatronics and CGI. And also, most of that takes place in low lighting. So the CGI just looks better because it's dark. Yes. That shit works really well. In the broad daylight, those brontosauruses haven't aged the best. But they still look pretty good. Yeah. It's not bad CGI by any stretch of the imagination. No, no, it's actually pretty well done. <clears throat> it's surprising. This movie set the bar, uh, much like Terminator 2 did a couple years before this movie, and really changed the landscape of film as a whole. Absolutely. It wasn't until this movie came out that uh, certain people, whose names may rhyme with Borge Bukis... Uh, decided that technology had advanced enough to uh, maybe make some prequels to uh, some famous movies that uh, he made one time. <laughs> no, but of course, that is the thing, actually. Uh, George waited, George Lucas waited for technology to uh, get better before he made the prequels because he thought it would be too hard to do with modern technology. And then, boom, Jurassic Park happens, and he's like, okay, I can do this. And he was ultimately proven wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> he tried. Um, more importantly, a guy by the name of Peter Jackson 
yes. uh, got really passionate after this movie came out and thought that he could make the Lord of the Rings into a trilogy of films. And everybody oh was God. like, you're fucking crazy, Peter Jackson. That's stupid. But he eventually did it. And without the advances in CGI technology that happened because of Jurassic Park, well, the good side of that is you you, you would have got... You, the bad side of that is you wouldn't have got Lord of the Rings. The good side of that is you wouldn't have got the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> but they're all important for effects. I would rather have them. I, I want them all. I mean... Good and the bad. By and large, yeah, because it's good for the furthering of effects down the yeah. line. Like, Plus, I, I still like... Episode three. <laughs> Episode three is a masterpiece. No shit talking. No shit talking. It's not a masterpiece in the sense that it is a film, because it's not. It's a masterpiece means. But it's, it's, a, it's a piece of shit that is glorious to look at. It's like the biggest piece of shit you've ever seen, and you just have to m- marvel at its majesty. It's great. Yes. <laughs> Let's see here. So then we get to uh, the inside of Jurassic Park. We get the explanation for how dinosaurs exist. How'd they do it? How'd they do it, Jusby? The, the, the amber. Yeah. Get them mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. And then they're going, they, they get a little, like, ride thing, and they're going around looking at the lab and shit. Oh, we get to meet the best character of the film, Mr. DNA. Yeah. Bingo. Dino DNA. Uh, apparently this scene was constructed due to, like, a lot of concerns that there was too much expository explanation for how the dinosaurs got made. Uh, there's apparently too much of this, according to the screenwriter David Coeb, in, uh, Michael Crichton's original book. So they invented this scene to trim out the fat and just get it all out there in, like, three minutes. I think for that purpose, this scene yeah. works well. Absolutely does. Uh, for all the dummies in the audience, like me, you can understand what they did pretty easily. Yeah. Through the use of a cartoon. It gets the, the hard part of this movie out of the way, which is explaining this shit. The science of the movie. Yeah. Which is admittedly probably the least interesting part. Absolutely. Considering is. you just want to see dinosaurs eat people. Right, and that's why they only about five minutes. Right, that's why you only spend like three minutes. They go on the blowing tour. It out. We meet Lawyer Man. Lawyer Man's an asshole lawyer. He sucks. Yeah, he like we're that's gonna make money. Give me money. We're gonna make a fortune with this place. Give me money. And uh Hammond has invited his grandkids along and we get uh Kid A and Kid B. Timmy and uh Timmy's the boy. Try to remember girl name. Lex? Yes. That sounds right to me. Uh, so the one is, you know, a nerd obsessed with dinosaur facts. And the other one's a fucking hacker, dude. Hacker man. Hacker girl. Hacker man. I hope you didn't stop the recording by clacking on your keyboard over there like a madman. <laughs> no, I just opened up a toolbar in Reaper. Don't worry oh my it. god, he's hacked into Area 52. It's low. I meant to say 51. Why'd I say 52? Which area are we trying to break into again, Josby? Uh, area 56. Oh, God. Shit, I was wrong. <laughs> All right. <laughs> area 66. To bring it back to the best film. Revenge of the shit. No. Oh. Stop keep dropping. dropping shit, dude. 
Josby, that's like the ninth thing you've dropped while I've been talking. Dude, I don't know what it is today. My motor functions are like not happening. <laughs> I like I was dropping shit all day at work because I worked right before we started recording today, and I just I'm just dropping shit now. I can't. My hands do not want to hold on to things. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, so we go on the tour. Grant don't want nothing to do with these kids, even though they want something to do with him. One of them, like, I forgot about this part of the movie. It's kind of just glazed over. But, like, Lex, like, holds hands with Grant and looks at him real weird. And he's just like, uh, and then he just, like, leave. Yeah. Forgot about that part. Didn't remember that. <laughs> it's kind of fucking weird. Uh, and, but then, like, the boy likes him because he's read his book or whatever. And he likes dinosaur facts. He's a big nerd kid. Yeah. Uh, which works later. They have their own key moments where they're not... I like that they're not useless. Yes. Um, I, I think the kid characters in this movie get a lot of flack for being, like, annoying or whatever. But, like, I don't know what the fuck else you're supposed to do. Like, they're kids. They're I think kids, they... and there's big-ass dinosaurs. It's a good call to use kids because it just works as a clear contrast from the big monsters yes that works really well in a scene that's coming up in a minute uh they they uh run across a tyrannosaur no i'm sorry a uh triceratops yes that's, that's sick. Uh, sick on the road and uh that's when we get the big pile of shit ellie stays behind to uh look after that and they continue on the tour and then the power goes out because uh Newman's plan is going into effect, and he turns off all power to the site. Or at least some of the power. Yeah. I think it's just some of the power. He powers Later, down... the rest of the power goes out. He powers Certain down doors most so of that the... he can go steal the dino DNA. Right. Yeah. He powers down most of the security systems. I think we also skipped by a scene where there was the dinosaur eggs. That's a good scene. There's no, so yeah, much yeah. to this movie. Uh, that ha- that scene is noteworthy for the sequels, for including one of the only characters that returns for World and World 2, uh, the scientist man, uh, yeah. played by B.D. Wong, I think. Yes. Uh, who's barely a fucking character. No, I don't know why they decided for, to bring him back. Like, maybe 20 seconds. Everybody else probably cost too much money or was dead. Yeah. So, Oops. They do eventually bring Jeff Goldblum back, but uh, don't get your hopes up, kids. I hear that he's in the movie for a literal minute. Yeah, it's very sad. Minor. Sad. They, they, Why would you not structure your entire movie around Jeff Goldblum if you have him there? I don't know. I feel cost, like that's what you got to do. Costs man. too much money. Probably, probably. I mean, hopefully, he's in like the third one more, which apparently is happening. Oh boy. Whatever. We'll watch that. And I think twenty twenty one is when it's scheduled to come out. I don't. Care. Fuck it. Who cares? It's far away. Thank God it's far away. <laughs> Good, maybe maybe I will have escaped from you in this podcast by then. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully we'll move on to, uh, you know, the Seth MacFarlane podcast. Ah, uh, yes, Our great. true calling. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes. Anyway. So they're stopped on the road. Power goes out. And this is the scene. This is the scene that is the biggest scene in the movie, probably. The most iconic and memorable scene in the movie which is the t-rex t-rex coming to eat him it's great 
Yep. All the effects work flawlessly. The T-Rex is scary as shit. Everything works in this scene. It's classic B-movie shit, which Spielberg is really good at. I know a lot of people think of him as this like A-list director, and he is, but he's really good at those stupid B-movie scenes, too. He, he makes, makes look, the best ones. He makes them look good, too. Like. Yeah. Um, I love when it comes through the roof on the glass. Yes. I love all that shit. Um, there's no, like, there's barely any dialogue during this scene, too, which is a good break of pace from how the movie is structured up until now. Because nothing is dialogue but dialogue heavy. Right. Uh, it makes it really stand out. Yeah, because well, it's like, okay, now it's the dinosaur's time to talk. <laughs> yeah. I think Spielberg even said, I don't have the quote in front of me, that, like, the star of the movie isn't any of the actors. It's the dinosaurs. It's the T-Rex, dude. T-Rex is the star of the movie. They even wrote in the scene at the end where it comes back, because apparently it was not going to. It was just going to be raptors, and then they got away. But nah. then he was like, nah, T-Rex comes back at the end, because it has to. And that was a good call, I think. a great call. That's a good uh, period at the end of that movie that he put in. Good idea. So, everyone knows this scene. You don't have to dwell on it. But, lawyer run away, lawyer die. Uh, they lure the T-Rex away with flares. And then, uh, they all fall down the fucking cliff. Uh, Grant goes to help the kids. Jeff gets knocked out. Lawyer gets eaten on the toilet. Fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> the best. This is what I think in my head when I think of the phrase, eat the rich. Yeah. It is It is the T-Rex from Jurassic Park eating a man on the toilet. Yeah, the T-Rex walk up like, oh, I'm so hungry, man. I could eat the rich. <laughs> <laughs> Chomp some. Uh, and then at some point here, uh, they figure out that everything is going bad back at the home base. And they're like, what do we do? And uh, they decide to send a out Muldoon, the hunter man. And uh, Ellie goes with him, too, because she's worried about Grant. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, Newman out trying to get away. Uh, It's previously established that there is a hurricane. Apparently a real hurricane happened while they were filming, by the way. So uh, a lot of this rain is just fucking real rain, apparently. Holy shit. Uh, (laughs) I mean, hey, what are you going to do, man? Work with what you got. I'm sure they were safe about it and everything, but uh, uh, I'll talk about the hurricane later, too, because something interesting happened as a result of it. So, anyway, we get the scene of Newman getting murdered. Fuck him. Yes. Great scene. I lo- He fucking demeans the dinosaurs and treats them like a dog, and so he gets acid in the face. That's only fair. That's fine. It's great to see him die, because he's such a shithead character. It's fun. Newman, of course will be remembered fondly <laughs> as the man who put shaving cream on top of a piece of pie. That rat bastard. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Fuck that guy. Uh, but Wade Knight does a good job in this scene. And uh, I like that they play the same 80-yard scream of him twice. Uh, but it's a good scream, so I can't really fault them for doing that. But it always sticks out in my head whenever I watch this movie. Yeah, it, it he, he, It's the hard. same scream twice in a row. He goes, yeah, ha, ha, and then he does it, like, again when he's in the car getting killed. I don't know why they would use the same one. 
Fuck, it was funny. Also worthwhile to note, I haven't heard it until this time watching the movie, but they added a cartoon slipping noise. Yeah. Did I heard that right, right? That's what I thought I heard. When he falls down the little waterfall hill, it's like a weep. Like, it, it's like a cartoon slipped on a banana peel noise. Yeah. That shit's whack. What the fuck? Weird. <laughs> it really took me out of it it's this Fucking time. weird shit. I don't know. I guess... Alright, this movie sucks now. Movie's no, not good. Absolutely That that, that changed my entire opinion. I can't. It went from a 10 out of 10 to being a fucking 2. I can't even joke about Jurassic <laughs> Park. I love it so much. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, 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 I didn't mean to offend you, Spielberg-son. It's fine. Offend him. <laughs> You're a hack. Grant saves uh, Timmy from getting crushed by the, the jeep. In the tree. Yeah. Timmy threw up. <laughs> uh, kids are fucking dumb, dude. They sleep in a tree. Grant starts bonding with the kids. Meanwhile, Jeff gets rescued, but they're looking for the kids, and they they find the footprints, so they know that they're alive. But uh, they got to run away because T-Rex coming back. Uh, hungry again. <laughs> this is when we get shirtless Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Yes. You know, iconic, so iconic he got turned into a pop vinyl specifically of this version of Jeff Goldblum leaning with his shirt unbuttoned from Jurassic Park, Jeff Goldblum. It's so weird. Really weird to think. Yeah, I don't know. Is Jeff Goldblum hot? I'm not an authority on this subject, but were people into Jeff Goldblum? Yes. Yes. Or people still are, I guess. Oh, yeah. Even though he's like, he still look good. Sixty or something. He still looks good though. He's got a really fun fashion sense. I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking insane person. I love it. Love so Jeff much. Goldblum. Uh, he's kind of like not as in the in the movie as much from this point onward because he gets injured. Yes, yeah, so but he that's okay. Back. He'll be back in the second one. I'm sure that'll be great. Oh, uh, sad. So our two side plots are. Well, main plots are Grant trying to get back with the kids. They encounter, uh, you know, a brontosaurus that sneezes on the girl. Ha ha, get fucking wrecked. And uh, a pack of some dinosaur, I don't know the name of it, that are running away from it, the T-Rex. Yeah. They almost get ran the fuck over by the whole squad. And then they get back, I think. Yeah, they get close enough. Well, they, they, just they get to the electric fence, which is when we'll jump over to the other part, which is they decide to go turn off the system and then turn back on the system to try and circumvent Newman's hacker man skills that yes. fucked them over so bad. So, that requires Samuel L. Jackson, who I haven't talked about yet. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson's in this movie. He's great. He's really good in this movie, but... Very minor. Yeah. Weird that, like... This is before he was really famous. Not a lot of people knew who he was yet. Yeah. I think the year after this... This was 93, so the year after this is Pulp Fiction, which is his big, like... I want to say breakout role, where everyone knew who he was from that point onward. Yeah, yeah, I'd say Uh, so. But he's always been great. 
Yeah, it's a fantastic think. actor. Uh, even as far back as uh, Coming to America, he's in. Yeah. He tries to rob the whatever it's called. It's not McDonald's, but it's something like it. It's, yeah. a, it's a McDonald's. Right, whatever. right, right. Uh, So he goes to uh, turn the power back on. And then it takes him a long time to come back. Uh, this is where we got a cut scene. The scene doesn't exist. It's not a deleted scene. The scene is supposed to be in the movie. And the scene is Samuel Jackson's character getting hunted by the raptors and murdered. Because he's dead. We only see his hand after this part. <laughs> in a classic schlocky B-movie way. When uh, she's like, oh, it's just you. And then it's the fucking severed hand. Right. Um... But, so apparently they're supposed to film that entire scene, and they had a set designed for it, and then a hurricane happens, in real life, destroys the set, and they're like, well, can't do that scene, (laughs) so they just didn't. It worked out. Yeah, it's fine, I mean, like, it works as more of a shock that he's dead dead, in that way, I guess. They go to turn the power back on, there's raptors out. Because turning off the system turned off all the cages, so all the dinosaurs are out. Oops. Fucked up there, I guess, guys. The raptors are excellent hunters. Uh, Hunter Man knows this, and he's like, I'll kill them, you go, turn the power back on. He gets killed. Classic line, clever girl, and he gets murdered. Uh, I like his character a lot, actually. Rest in peace, Hunter Man. Muldoon. Uh, she barely gets out of there after turning on the power with assistance from, uh, the radio, uh, walkie-talkie of Hammond and his chef Goldblum. Yeah, meanwhile, she's, like, she's, she's getting, she's getting instructed how to turn the system on. And then you have Grant and the kids, uh, trying to climb an electric fence. And the thing is, she turns that power oh, yeah, back on. Oh yeah, they don't know she turned power back on. And then they do and they shock the shit out of Timmy. Lit. Stops breathing for a bit. Yeah. Timmy's dead. No. He's not, though. Not he's dead. fine. Dead for a little bit. Look, as soon as they get back, he sees all the fucking stacks of cakes, and he's he's fine. You just got almost shocked to death. How much cake would you eat? Me? I would eat a shit ton of cake. <laughs> like, after, after yeah, like, would. you get yeah. shocked by, like, a, what, a 10,000 volt fence? Well, after everything they went through, it makes sense that they're like, okay, it's time to eat all the jello in the world. Yeah, Fuck like this shit. The comfort food. Yeah. And you just had a really fucking rough day. Had a rough day, man. <laughs> Almost got eaten by a T-Rex. That doesn't happen every and day. Then, and, then, and then right after that, you eat your comfort food, and then you almost get eaten again. Uh-oh, raptors. <laughs> Which, uh, I don't know what my favorite scene in this movie is, but it might be this scene. I really like the raptors in the kitchen. Yeah, it's very That's good. That's classic, great Spielberg B-movie tension scene. Uh, I think we talked briefly on this podcast before about, like, my favorite Spielberg scene is actually not in a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's in War of the Worlds when uh, they're locked in that house with fucking Andy Dufresne. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love that scene to death. And it's really like... What Spielberg does in this scene is kind of why I like that scene. Just the overwhelming amount of tension is so good. He's able to draw that stuff out with uh, unique shots and just like 
proper pacing. Yes. Uh, wish more people could do that. You know, there's lots of talented people out there, don't get me wrong, but, like, I think everyone trying to make a scene tense should probably watch Jurassic Park, because it does that really well at several do. points in the movie. And I'm sure most people have seen Jurassic Park, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, learn the lessons, all right? Just literally do what Spielberg did, and you'll be fine. <laughs> 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 My favorite part of the scene is when uh, Lex is hiding in the little drawer or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and the Velociraptor sees her and charges, but it's the reflection. It's done really well. It's hidden from the audience that it's actually reflection. Yes. Uh, interestingly enough. So they escape, but there's raptors are coming. And they meet up with Grant and Ellie. And uh, they're running. Trying to link up with everybody else. This is when Hacker Man happens? Yes. So they hacks the system. So they get behind a door in the main computer room. And uh, the Raptors are trying to bust through. They're holding the door. And they need somebody to do the computer. There's a dumb throwaway line. Like... 40 minutes earlier in the movie where El- Ellie, what's, what's the girl's name again? Lex. Lex is like, I'm a hacker. Yeah, most things in this movie are set up early. Yeah, I don't like, this is one this of the only one things I don't like This one kind of movie. is, but it was the 90s. Nobody knew how computers worked. Nobody knew what hacking meant. Nobody knew what the fuck they were talking about. Yeah. But they sure wanted to. They sure wanted to have hackers in their movies because that's a skill set. That's just a thing. You just like your name. Your your name has like right under it like skills. Hacker man. I'm gonna go to college, get a bachelor's degree in hacking. <laughs> hacker man. She hacks the system and turns on everything, which is a feat a feat that Samuel L. Jackson, the scientist man, could not do. And he said like, yeah, it's impossible because I got to go through all the lines of code to do that. And there's like two million lines of code. And then this fucking seven-year-old girl shows up. And she's like, oh, all right, I'll click on visitor center. And then click on put the power back on. I hacked it. We're good. (laughs) It's one of the only parts of this movie that uh, not only hasn't aged well, but like even back then was dumb. Yeah, it was just, uh, it was just, it's just the, the dumbest part of this movie. But that's okay. Certain elements of this movie are a B-movie. It's smarter than your average B-movie because of the science and the morals of the movie. The dilemma of, like, should you fucking play God and make these things? Which a lot of the dialogue from Jeff Goldblum's character goes into that. Some of my favorite shit in the movie. He yeah. was fucking right. Well, he's he's right 100% correct. He's just a kook. All right? Uh... He's the most, I think, aside from hitting on girl for the whole movie, I think he's, like, easily the character I identify with the most. Where he's like, no, this is stupid. Don't do this. Everybody else is kind of, like, lax about it. And they're like, I don't know. It seems like a crazy idea. But, like, Jeff Goldblum doesn't pull any punches. He's just like, no. Don't make a dinosaur theme park, you fucking madman. (laughs) Right. Uh... And I love his bluntness in this movie. He's a great character. Should have been able to make a good sequel with him, but, you know, hey, whatever. We know what happens. Mm -hmm. We'll get get to it next week. Yep, but uh, so they they go go to escape. The helicopter's primed and ready to go. 
know, the everybody tries to get out of there. They get they they're still being hunted by the raptors. Oh, raptors! Back up. And they gotta gotta try to run past them. The T Rex. Fucking bringing the score back works really well. It's perfect. God bless John Williams. He's perfect. I'm so hyped that, like, if, if for nothing else, I'm hyped that I get another John Williams score this year for Rise of Skywalker. Dude, the, yeah, the Star Wars. Because yeah. his, I mean, at the very least, you're getting another John Williams score. That they've, movie could be garbage. They've all been fantastic. I don't even care. Yeah, He's, the music has he been... He does good shit. Best thing about the new Star Wars stuff, music has been fantastic. Dude, the prequels are terrible, but that's, like, some of the best Star Wars Dude, music. Dude, no, the, the fucking... The Anakin the Darth Maul fight, dude. The Anakin Obi Wan battle theme in. 3. Oh yeah, I like that one even more. It's so good. Those that's like my two favorite Star Wars pieces of music. Yeah, are from the fucking prequels. God bless John Williams. It's so good. He can make a movie like go from like a four out of ten to a six out of ten for me. I'm, I'm dead serious. Yeah. Uh, Music's important. Uh yeah, it adds to the feeling of you know adventure and triumph that this movie has at yeah. times and also to the scary parts too he Even does a good job he's very versatile you know it's like like a video game reference here like like <coughs> celeste uh jumps from like an 8 out of 10 to like a 10 out of 10 for me because of the music <laughs> Lena rain composed a like incredible batch of music for that game yes and it, add, it adds everything to it haven't played celeste i've watched people play it not my kind of game. Looks really hard. You, you enjoy the music, though. Oh, well, God, yeah. I listen to the whole fucking thing. It's good. So good. Yeah. <laughs> I did that with Undertale, too, before I played it. Listen yeah. to all the music. And I was like, that's fucking... Maybe I should play that game. <laughs> yeah. And then you got the plat and you stopped playing it. Well, I've seen... I mean, like, I've basically beat Undertale. I just didn't do the ending. Yeah. Undertale, I don't think you have to necessarily play it. I recommend it. Because the experience of going through a lot of it is good, but like I've seen the ending, I've seen the true ending. I would just had to do a bit of cleanup and do yeah. it. Yeah, but I've seen it. I know what happens. Then that's kind of think about it. I think a lot of the magic of Undertale is a surprise. Yeah, which I don't have anymore. Right. I really never did because I watched several people play it before I played it too. I think they think that's why I like like for example the messenger. I think it's why I like that more. Than yeah. a lot of people do is because I didn't know anything about the game going in. So the big twist of that game that was in the marketing very much surprised me. Yeah, I'm glad me. that you had that hidden from you. That's cool shit. So I, I told the devs directly that, like, why'd you do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it probably helped sell their game, but, you know, hey, what are you going to do? Uh, it's like their gimmick or whatever. But yeah. Like, no, I'm just, you could sell, you could have sold that game in America that, like, oh, it's like Ninja Gaiden because you haven't had one of those in forever. That's true. So anyway, T-Rex saves the day, and they all escape, and everything's good. Except for the people who died. They're dead. Very dead. And uh, <laughs> I like how at the end, the kids are still, like, with Grant. And not their grandpa. Oh, no. Fuck that guy. Right. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> he invited them for a vacation, and they almost fucking died. <laughs> they probably hate their grandpa now. Would Fuck not Grandpa. Be Grandpa makes a murder theme park. Get out of there. <laughs> uh, but we get, like, you know, some good little pieces of character development. He finally, like, says that, like, you know, decides not to open the park, which is, you know, 
a pretty obvious thing, but after all that, yeah. Well, yeah, a lot so. of people had to die to get to that point, but uh, it's a good arc, I think. It's fine. They do a really good job balancing that character from not quite psychopath to like not quite kind old man. Yes, it's this weird gray area he that like kind of makes him fascinating. He's just to me. as charming as he is like a big big boy rich corporate piece of shit. Yeah, sure. It, it, I think it makes it work. It, there's no like clear cut. Bless Ooh, you, villain in this movie. Really, besides I guess the dinosaurs, but even then they're doing what comes naturally to them. Yeah. So here's where we get into the sequels, and uh, oof. Now obviously. Jurassic Park is a huge fucking success. Uh, beats T2's then record box office take. Yes. Uh, and it holds this record until James Cameron takes it back again in uh, 97 with Titanic. Yes. Uh, a record which James Cameron would eventually lose again and then retake again. But he's about to lose it. And I think he'll. He. I don't think he's ever gonna get it back again because I don't see you have a tattoo making as much as Endgame. Fuck that, dude. That ain't happening. No. I feel like every week we bitch about Avatar two, and I'm gonna keep that going. Fuck that movie. I don't want that. To that movie happen. don't exist yet. Fuck that movie. Fuck Avatar two, dude. Who asked for this? I think the same person made Terminator two and then Avatar. Do you think the same person made Jurassic Park? And Ready Player One. <laughs> oh my god. Is there a theory here? Is there a conspiracy theory here? What was that? Two Spielbergs? No. Two Camerons? No, they just got old and became hacks. Oh, okay, that's fair. Oh. Here's the thing with Spielberg, though. Spielberg could still make a good movie. He's still I think he just didn't care about Ready Player One. I think he cared very much about Ready Player One. I don't think so, because he'll make good movies still especially like the the war dramas and stuff he's been making recently with like tom hanks and shit those are pretty good yeah those are fine. pretty solid i really liked lincoln actually the well, lincoln's great uh, i think i like when spielberg steps outside of his comfort zone too because like ready player one's in his comfort zone that's like his, really that's like a spielberg movie yeah but it's one of the worst ones, it's just like because sh- it's just like... It's just kind of like based off a shit book, and it's like really hard to... <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, at least like the subject material for Jurassic Park is like compelling already, Yeah. without even doing well, anything yeah, to it. Because it's, it's a cool original story where Ready Player One is just like, reference, 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 and it's just like boring. Do you remember The Shining? Do you remember Back to the Future? It's boring. Do you remember Superman? Just referencing shit is so boring. Yeah, I think so. And that's why Ready Player One sucks. It's just boring. That's not even the main issue I have with that movie. The main issue is that, like, everything else is boring, too. Like, honestly, the most interesting stuff in that movie is the references. And that's your problem. Yeah, if that's the most inter- like, interesting part of your movie, that's that's a Take big Jurassic Park. The most interesting thing is the dinosaurs, but you know what else you remember? Literally all of the characters are iconic. Yes. In all the their score. The sound design. You remember everything about that movie, every single scene. So, like, it's not just the one thing. Yeah. And that is all that Ready Wh- 
player one has to go on is remember this thing here's reference the visual spectacle of it all and it it doesn't really hold together cohesively as a movie at all but fuck that we weren't even talking about that movie fuck off movie because of spielberg yeah i know who's just now a hack oof well speaking of hack spielberg next week we're gonna watch the confusingly titled the lost world colon jurassic park which sounds like the first one was called The Lost World, but really the first one was called Jurassic Park. So really, I think it should be called Jurassic Park colon The Lost World. You would think, right? Which I thought was the title. But no, it's The Lost World Jurassic Park. Doesn't make any sense. It makes a lot more sense given the plot to be called Jurassic Park The Lost World, actually. Yeah. Because it's, it's the other Jurassic Park. It's, it's, it's the other island. That makes it, sense, right? Just call it... Just call it Jurassic Park 2. Whoa! Whoa! Oh my god! I got a lot of problems Hell. with Jurassic Park 2, Jusby. I can't oh, can't too. wait to tear that movie a new asshole. It, it, we're going to tear that shit As apart. much good as this movie does, it's all... Just I mean, it's, it's, it's forever. It's eternal. It can't be undone. But, much like several franchises we watch on this program the matrix uh i think is a big one a sequel being rushed into development and being maybe not thought about enough can really bring your franchise down and that sucks yep yeah, like we, we've watched plenty of franchises that have done it um like i said the matrix <laughs> is a big one i think does that and uh terminator yeah for for the most part the only franchises we've seen on this show that have kind of kept up the quality was Alien. And uh, I would argue Halloween. But even then, 2 is still a step down from 1, significantly. Even though it's still good. I like 2, yeah. But, uh... Rocky. Rocky. Rocky is so consistent. Rocky is basically good the whole time. It's the best franchise we've watched on this show. When it takes you until 5 to make a truly terrible one, like, I think you did a good job. Yeah. Um, when it takes you until two to make a bad one, <laughs> well, that's, that's not, that's not good there, buddy. That's just bad. Don't do that. Yeah, so, uh, we'll, you'll, you'll hear us next week just fucking shit on Lost World, Jurassic Park. Do you bad, think it bad, is bad movie. better or worse than three? I have to rewatch them. Honestly. Yeah, I don't remember enough. At about the three. time, I thought three was worse, but I feel like I might have an argument against that. So right, we'll see, we'll see uh, once we rewatch both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. Two and three feel like uh, they had two ideas for sequels, and then they made both of them, but separated it by like six years or whatever. Yeah, fucking. Because one follows Grant and one follows Malcolm, right? Yeah. So, like, why? Like, I wish the whole cast of Jurassic Park was back again in a Jurassic Park sequel, you know what I mean? Right. That's what you'd think would happen, right? Like, yeah, I might get a little convoluted to get the gang back together, as it were, but, like, why would you not bring your main character back? I like, don't. I think Malcolm only works as a side character, not the lead. And that'll be incredibly evident next week. Yes. <laughs> um... Also, the, the I, I don't know. That movie makes a lot of weird choices. Yeah, we'll, we'll, oh we'll get into it. 
Oh, I can't wait. I can wait, but I can't wait to, to discuss it. So Jurassic Park's a den out of den. Basically. Do you have any argument against that? No. Alright, cool. <laughs> Bye! Later!